Hey, good morning. Welcome to the week of March 2nd podcast for this week's Techie Bite. So one more week for spring break. Yay. I hope you're either going on a vacay or truly using this time to relax at home. I get to have surgery on my thumb. Yep. Doc says I have a trigger finger and the trigger finger on my thumb is where my, at the, my finger gets stuck in a bent position and I have to use my other hand just to unbend it or straighten it and it kind of snaps when I do that. So it's like a trigger being pulled and released, hence the name trigger finger. So anywho, if you remember from the last two podcasts, I discussed blended learning and personalized learning. Now I've had a few questions about blended learning and folks trying to wrap their head around it. But before I go on, if you remember me mentioning what blending learning is, it's that shift shifting the control from you to your students. It allows your students to have some control over time, place, pace, and path of their learning. So you might be thinking, great, there she goes again with blended learning, but she's not really giving me anything solid to work with. Well, okay, well then let's talk about effective teaching strategies. We as teachers have a variety of teaching strategies to help convey information to our students. So it might be modeling, cooperative learning, student-led or class discussions, inquiry-based instruction, integrating technology in the classroom. Oh, oh, wait, did I just say technology? Integrating technology in the classroom? <laughs> Why, yes. And that's where blended learning comes in. With blended learning, there are established models currently being utilized for it, but it's important to mention that there are many variations of these models. So with that said, the most common model is the rotation model. Now there are four variations, station rotation, flip classroom, whole group rotation, and individual rotation slash playlist. The first one that I'm gonna to touch on today is station rotation. Now, station rotation is one of the most popular blended learning approaches. Now, this model is not new or unique to blended learning. Matter of fact, teachers have been using learning activities or stations in their classroom for decades, especially at the elementary level. The main difference between traditional learning stations and the station rotation model is that at least one station must be an online learning station. And the cool thing is a lot of you are already doing stations. It's just when we think about the technology station that you're doing, we need to make sure we might have to tweak it. We need to kind of get you thinking about, is it just acting as a substitution for something that can be done offline? Or is it really allowing your students to do something that isn't possible without technology? So it's referring back to the SAMR model, substitution, augmentation, modification, or redefinition. Now, this model also allows students to rotate through a series of online and offline stations on a fixed schedule, typically established by you. Now, the biggest challenge is incorporating technology to enhance learning and engage your students. If it does not improve the activity or lesson, then don't add the technology just for the sake of using technology. Now, this is where I come in and I can assist with the process by us co-planning together. When we start planning, we're going to discuss things like 
the hows and whys for using technology in this lesson. How does this technology improve learning? What type of technology? And how will it allow you to individualize or personalize the learning? And does the technology allow students to collaborate or create? So by thinking through these various questions I just mentioned, as well as little details like how students will be grouped, the time element for each station, will they move through at their own pace, or will there be cues to signal transitions? What happens if they don't finish the work? So during our co-planning, by taking care of all these details and answering these questions, you're less likely to hit bumps when implementing the stations. Now, to me, this is where the fun part comes in. This is where you really get into the planning. For example, the first thing we'll do is what's the topic or skill you plan to teach? Less is more when it comes to facilitating a station rotation, especially when the instructional model is so new to you. So let's keep it simple. Let's choose a skill like how to identify the main idea or a topic like characterization. Then we need to decide how many rotations will be included. Now, station rotation usually has about three rotations, but ultimately it is up to you to decide what's gonna work best for you and your students. Now, if you have an especially large class, probably adding a fourth rotation would make sense so there aren't too many students at each rotation. The next thing is to write a learning target for each rotation. As you know, instructional time is precious. You just never have enough of it. So it's important that the learning activities that the students are engaged in at each rotation are meaningful and they connect to the learning targets. It's also very important that students are aware of what the learning targets are so they are accountable for their work at each rotation. Then we get to design the learning activities for each rotation. This is one of my favorite parts. Now that we know what the topic or skill you're gonna be teaching and then what the learning targets are, now we are ready to design what students will be doing for each rotation. It is important to keep in mind how much time you're gonna have for each rotation. For example, let's say in a perfect world, you have a 60 minute class period. I know, right, when hell freezes over, but let's say you did. So you will likely need five minutes to set the students up, uh, probably another five minutes to wrap it up, and at least 15 minutes for the transitions. This means your station rotations should be about, oh, 15 minutes long, and then whatever activity we design, the students should be able to complete it within that time frame. Another thing we'll do is grouping your students. Now, it's best practice to make one of your station rotations a teacher-led station. This will give you the opportunity to work with a small group of students and to differentiate your instruction. Um, when you are determining the groupings for your rotation, plan these groupings based on the instruction you will be giving at your rotation. Then we needed to create task cards. The station rotation model doesn't really work well if students at other stations are getting up out of their seats and interrupting you during your teacher-led rotation. So in an effort to keep this from happening, we just create task cards for the other two rotations that includes the learning targets as well as outlines those very specific directions for that activity. And for the littles, we can just create a video of the instruction. So that should make it a little bit easier since they may not be able to read the task cards themselves. Another point of discussion is to decide how you will assess your students. 
It's important, of course, as you know, to hold students accountable for the work that they complete at each rotation. I mean, we can give them either an exit ticket or just a small assessment assessment that is just one question that you can collect. And then looking at this will provide you with helpful data that you can use to determine your next instructional move. Now, the next thing involves your kiddos. Before you do your first station rotation, you need to practice. You need to walk your students through that process, answer any questions that may come up, and then explain your expectations as well as how the students will transition from one station to the other. Also, you need to get student feedback. You know, anytime you try something new, know that it's not going to go smoothly at first, and you'll most likely make changes as you go. And it's helpful to thank your students for tr maybe trying something new and then give them the opportunity to provide you with feedback on how it worked for them, what suggestions they have. And this could create buy-in and usually increases engagement. And then the last thing is you got to keep it going. Don't give up at first if it seems easier to go back to what you were doing um, than trying to continue with this model. Start small. Maybe use the station rotation model once a week. You can always build from there. Just be patient with yourself and then give yourself credit for trying something new. You know, we don't grow in our teaching practices without some discomfort. So there you have it, my friends, uh, just a little bit more in depth of one of the four models of blended learning, which is the rotation station. And over the next few podcasts, I will go over the other three rotation models. Okay, now on to the resources on the s'more. One of the first things I would like to talk about is Quizlet. Now, Quizlet is not anything new, but um, what it is is a online flashcard test study game where it makes learning fun and engaging for all students. Now part of the pill is that Quizlet takes that simple idea of the picture paper flashcards but gives it that modern twist. Online users can create sets like terms and definitions or you can use the study sets created by others because you're going to find a multitude of already created Quizlets and then you have multiple ways to study for that information. One is the virtual flashcards or you can type in the answers or to the written or audio prompts. There's also two game features. One is the matching and another one is gravity where you type the answer, the correct answer as the asteroids fall. Now what's really cool is Quizlet was created by a 15 year old in 2005 and he created it in, in order to help him study these French terms for a test on animals. Boy, little did he imagine that the, this program would eventually become one of the fastest growing free educational tools with over 30 million monthly users from 130 countries. I mean, how cool is that? But what I really want to talk about with Quizlet is Quizlet Live. If you haven't heard about it, it's becoming one of the most popular learning games in the classroom today. I mean, when it comes to practice in the classroom, Quizlet Live brings that collaboration, the competition, and a really unique gameplay background where it's easy to engage your students. And when you when they built Quizlet Live, it was developed to bring that fresh energy into the classroom. What you have is teams of students working together, racing to learn the material in a Quizlet study set, and the correct answers moves that team ahead but the incorrect answers sends the team back to zero. And then in order to win, students need to communicate with each other and to make sure they pick correctly. 
On this more, I'm going to have a link to a YouTube video that explains how to play Quizlet Live. But one of the resources I found said that even though the video does a great job in explaining what Quizlet Live is, there are some details that really aren't that clear. For example, the first of which is how terms or questions are matched. With how Quizlet Live works is that a single question is posed, like for example, a vocabulary word is shown to the entire team so that the same question is displayed on each team member's device. But the solution for the correct answer is displayed to only one team member's device. So this requires the students to work together to find that answer, let it be matching, matching a word, a phrase, or a solution. So give Quizlet Live a try. It does help reinforce the knowledge in a fun, collaborative way that will make the student learning experiences more memorable. They're working as a team, so they're developing those skills like communication and collaboration, as well as the team dynamics, where sometimes that competition can be a positive experience for all students. And then learners of all levels can contribute to the victory and be part of a team. What I thought was also interesting is when they were doing the beta test for Quizlet Live, they tested it with over 50,000 teachers and a million students during that time. And both teachers and students absolutely loved the program. Students never wanted to stop playing. And then the teachers saw some great conversations and learning that came out of the game. So check this more for some more resource links that I'll, that I'll put on there. And um, let me know what you think when you give it a try. Personalize your student learning through learning pathways. If you remember from my last, my one of my podcasts, I mentioned that personalization is an outcome or goal, but blended learning is the means towards that goal. So what a great way to incorporate the blended learning and personalization by doing learning pathways. Now, there are multiple math pathways already on the GPS. And we do have a group of DLCs who are working on ELAR pathways. And you will find a link of a bunch of them that they've already created. And just added was some more pathways on characters and plots for grades second through fifth. So make sure to check them out and personalize your student learning through learning pathways. Well, that's all I have for you. Have a great day and a great weekend and just one more week. We've got this. Have a good one. Bye.